1: To the Dogs Podcast with your hosts Blake Renaker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another live edition of the Dogs Podcast. We're uh, we're falling in love with these lives. It's a ton of fun. It's hard to go back and do a, a regular episode. Whenever we get to do a live with all this interaction with you guys in the comments. Um, plus when we do them digital like this, virtual, it's kind of nice to just give you guys this feedback. Um, and we should be unveiling the new studio very soon. So, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a Saturday night. Uh, I know there's college football going on, but let's be honest, we're the bigger draw. Who's the bigger draw? The dogs podcast or Colorado? <laughs> it's a, you know, yeah. um, so I think it's us. I mean, I think Colorado or Colorado and Dion are probably like a really close second. Um, yeah. but this is yeah. It's on at 10, man. So no time. So we got play. time. No scheduling conflict. play. Yeah. So we're going to do uh we're, gonna do a, we're just going to do a, normally do these for an hour for like the preview or the, uh, the before game or post game stuff today, we're going to stick to about a half hour. So we're happy to have you guys here. Uh, we're going to get into what we think about this upcoming matchup with the Steelers. Before we do though, remember uh, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, which we have one to get to today, you can uh, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap, leave voicemail on the drop down menu um if you are watching on youtube please like and subscribe make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss any of the new content we're putting out you can also find us on instagram facebook uh twitter and tiktok uh if you prefer to just listen to the show you can find us on apple spotify and google and lastly if you're looking for more dogs content head to jointhedogs.com. become an official dog pack member on the patreon page uh we got a fantasy football going on uh after hours episodes which we're recording one tonight uh, so you get an extra episode every week. You get access to the private Discord, which is constantly uh, going off. There's a lot of people in there just talking literally everything. Barbecue, betting, fantasy, and Browns 24-7. So if you want to hang out with the dogs and you want to just kind of meet some Browns fans scattered around the world, uh, check out our the dog pack. It's a really cool place. Jointhedogs.com. So uh, how are you guys doing on a Saturday evening? go Buckeyes started a little slow, but hey, they figured it out uh, second quarter and then looked like the Ohio State that uh, that we're used to seeing. Um, so I think before we dive in with our thoughts, we did have a voicemail mm-hmm. we wanted to get to from Kenny Mack. Yep. Here we go. Yo guys, it is Kenny Mack and there's not a better time to beat the Steelers. I'm sure there'll be TJ Watt
2: fired up, but what we need to do to overcome Their early game hype is we can't have turnovers because we're a similar team to the
1: Niners. I mean, we control the game with run and the D line. So Watson just got to look a little bit more comfortable and I'm sure it was just the weather, but let's get some early TDs on that board. Let's wipe the Steelers all over old Heinz field, just like the Niners did. So last, last point, tackle play. Worried about TJ Watt on, dewan jones
0: and jed come on man buckle up let's go brownies well where do you guys want to start with that i mean i agree oh go ahead
2: justin go ahead i agree with what he said about san francisco's defense i think um it's very comparable um if you would ask me a couple years ago i'd have been like oh man san francisco that's that's the top of the line but i think that the browns last week made a statement that they're the for real deal they're very competitive um it's not just paper; they're they, they are playing good. So um, I'm very excited. Um, the Steelers coming in very very banged up. There's a lot of key guys on both sides of the ball that are going to be missing on Monday Night Football, um, but very excited for the game.
1: I think a big thing Kenny said that avoid the early turnover because they're going to be they're going to be fired up. They just got embarrassed out on the West Coast in San Francisco. This is their first home game of the season. Monday night prime time. They don't want to fall to zero two. They're gonna come out like I think the brown the Browns are just gonna to have to weather the storm. Like it's I I think it's gonna be I can see this being like a very tight battle in the first quarter because they're gonna come out with a lot of emotion. Um, and we had to we had to weather that if if we let them come out fired up and TJ Watt gets going with a sack or a strip sack or Minka picks off a pass or something that's that's an uphill battle I don't want to face cuz then you're facing the Steelers all their energy and then you're facing 80,000 Steelers fans you, you got to take the crowd out of it um and that was something our last quarterback was terrible at <laughs> against the Steelers he'd come out and throw a pick on the first drive and it was like well if they didn't have you know enough going for him now it's this so i think it i think avoiding an early turnover is is huge. Yeah, let me read just a couple stats. I don't know if you guys saw any of this
0: floating around today. Um, so Pittsburgh, have they have not lost to Cleveland at home since 2003. So it's been 20 years since the Browns have gone into Pittsburgh and won. And that was the last year before they drafted Big Ben. The other record that's on the line apparently for the Steelers on Monday, the Steelers haven't lost at home on Monday Night Football since 1991. It's been 32 years. Since That's they've lost at home Incredible. on Monday Night Football, and Mike Tomlin's record after a loss of twenty or more points is ten and two. So you're right, getting off to a bad start, it's going to create a really, uh, you know, unnecessary uphill battle that I don't think we have to go through.
1: No, I agree. And um, do you have anything you want to jump in on, John? Man, I, I think we're going to break some of those records. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's what I'm am. hoping, man. I think um, just to kind of let him springboard into like our thoughts on the game. Again, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, like Kenny always does, the Dolls Podcast.com, just tap leave voicemail. Um, I think I, I the biggest, my biggest concern for this game is our tackle play. Um, obviously, Dewan Jones making his first pro start, and it's he's going up against arguably the best pass rusher in the National Football League. Between it's, I mean, him the Boza brothers and Miles Garrett, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. They're kind of like in a class of their own. And um, so he came in and he and he played well last week. Um, and Hubbard and Hendrickson, are, they're not slouches for the Bengals. And his pass pro, he graded out pretty high. Uh, his run blocking, you know, he needed some help in that department last week. And I guess a lot of that he graded so low because technically he was blocking the wrong person. So it was more assignment related and more than, like, actual ability. Um, But I'm concerned, as much as I'm concerned about him, that that TJ Watt matchup, I'm equally, if not more, concerned with Jed Wills on the left side of the line against um, Ty Smith, right? Because Jed Wills got beat a lot last week by Trey Hendrickson. And the Browns want to play a more open, free-flowing offense, more shotgun more three wide receivers, more empty sets. And in order to do that, your offensive line has to be able to hold up. Yeah, at least have to be able to block your man. I mean, if they start bringing more than five, th- then, then you know, it's on the quarterback to get us into a better play, make a hot check, that kind of thing. But you got to at least block your man. And in my opinion, Jed Willis got off to a bad start last week. Yeah, we I think it was early in the game. It looked like Deshaun overthrew Amari Cooper going right down the middle of the field. Um, that looks like he overthrew him by a bunch. If you go back and you watch us because he had to throw it two seconds too early, because Jed Wills got beat again and the guy was in his face and he had to throw it early. Like um, he's really he's got to play better this week because I don't the offense will be it'll be rough if they, they don't win their matchups because as as good as TJ Watt is against the pass, he's good against the run too. So I saw some people say run away from TJ Watt. Well, I watched him make about ten chase down tackles a game from yeah, the back yeah. side. Like, you can't just you're not going to just run away from T.J. Watt. In all honesty, a lot of times your success in in these situations against these elite pass rushers, you run at them. You try to negate their their pass rush. You send extra. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, you see people do that to Miles. Um, so that that's the biggest concern for me is how are our tackles going to match up? Because if they win their matchups. I don't, there's no such thing as an easy win, especially against the Steelers at, at in Pittsburgh on a Monday night. But I think as banged up as they are at some key positions, like this is a game the Browns should go in expecting to win and they should win. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a, a tight, close battle. We win by three or something like that. But this is the game. If you want to be the team that you think you can be this year, you have to win. This is the game you have to go in. Like there's, there's no excuses. They don't have their number one wide receiver. They don't have their number one defensive lineman. Like, you have to go win this game. And and I don't want to throw too much shade at them before we play them because uh but their quarterback's Kenny Pickett. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> there's no there's no excuses for losing this game. You have to go win this game. No, I mean well, so oh, go ahead, Justin.
2: I also have some concerns with like we got news today that Amari Cooper might not play. And um to me at first glance, I was like, ah, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for Tillman or somebody to play. I mean, I felt like Amari Cooper's kind of been that safety valve for, for past quarterbacks, this Watson, Brissett. So um, if he doesn't play, um,
0: I have some concerns there. Um I don't know. Yeah, for, for anybody uh, who didn't, for anybody who didn't see it, it was a growing injury that he suffered today in practice. So not something that came out of last week's game. I don't believe I and mean, I didn't see any reports about any sort of injury concern throughout the week until today.
2: I just saw it was re- a re- aggravated injury. So I don't know if it was from that play that happened during the game and then it was re-aggravated today. Um, um I, I, I thought this but I
0: I thought in the game it was just like his ankle or something, but maybe maybe it was his groin. I don't remember. I'm not sure, man. I, that's just what I saw today uh, through some fantasy stuff. The nice thing is I do think that, you know, Regarding the the Cooper injury, we do have guys who can fill in, step up, and play. I mean, DPJ is still a very, very good outside receiver, and Elijah Moore last week showed that he can be utilized all over the field, and we still have Nick Chubb, and our tight ends are awesome. You know, We we have other things that we can fall back on and lean on if he's not able to go.
1: Well, and and this is why you, you made a move for a guy who you think is elite. You know what I mean? Like this is a game where it's like, okay, Deshaun, you don't have your number one. You're going into Pittsburgh. Go you now this is where we lean on you. You gotta carry the team. You know what I mean? Like we used to say with with Baker, like he needed he needed studs everywhere to be successful. I'm not saying a quarterback can go out there with, you know, scrubs, practice squad players, and he's gonna be successful. But like you said, we still got plenty of talent at the wide receiver position and the tight end position. And with our run game, the offense, I I don't, the offense should not be hindered like that much. It's obviously a loss if he can't play, you know what I mean? It's like, there's, but we can't use that an excuse. They're coming in without Deontay Johnson. Right. And last weekend, you saw the targets were
0: distributed. So, you know, evenly across, uh, more DPJ and Cooper. It wasn't like Cooper was, you know, getting 12 to 15 targets and the other guys were seeing like three or four. It was pretty even.
1: I saw somebody say I didn't get the memo about the wearing the white jersey tonight. Uh, I just don't have a white jersey. <laughs> so, so I just went with a plain white tee instead. I was hoping nobody would notice. Thanks a lot. Uh, calling me out here on the live. Um, no, so uh, I lost my train of thought of thinking about
0: my wardrobe. Well, here, why don't you think about your wardrobe? And I'm going to tell everybody to go place a bet on Caesars real quick. Is that cool? Go ahead. If you guys are in Ohio, Caesar Sportsbook is kicking off this NFL season with a new bet, $50. Get $250 in bonus bets. This is a limited time offer. It's almost over. New users, you can sign up with our code DOGSGET, D-A-W-G-S-G-E-T, redeem $250 in bonus bets after placing your first wager of $50 on any NFL game. So even if that first bet loses, you will receive one $50 bonus bet credit each week over the next five weeks. So make sure you enter our code DOGSGET, while signing up to have a bet on Caesars every day for the start of the season, that's code dogs, Get. Offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you are a loved one, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Fall grilling is in full swing, and the grilling experts at Omaha Steaks are helping you keep the fires lit by putting some sizzle into your September. Head over right now to omahasteaks.com and type code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, and you will get 50% off all steaks. That's right, they're turning September into steak Temper with mouthwatering deals on all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks. And as an added bonus, you also get 2 free 10 ounce bone in New York strips with select packages like the guaranteed perfection grill pack. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha steaks unforgettable. The guaranteed perfection grill pack includes four butchers cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, four air chilled boneless chicken breasts, four pure ground filet mignon burgers, their Omaha steak seasoning. And of course, like I said, with our promo code dogs in the search bar, you get two free 10 ounce bone in New York strip steaks with your order. Football season is back Browns fans. That means you're tailgating. That means you're cooking out, you're getting together. And now is the perfect time to grab some extra meat for your cookhouse because all of the mouthwatering steaks at Omaha Steaks, 50% off during the Steak Timber sale event. So again, head to OmahaSteaks.com right now, enter code DOGS in the search bar, get all the exclusive Steak Timber packages and get those two free 10 ounce bone in New York strips when you order. Make sure you order today. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. Stay fired up for fall grilling with 50% off all steaks during the Steak Temper Sales event. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword dogs.
3: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.
1: So, coming into this game then I want we talked we just talked a little bit about it then. What are your expectations or what are your concerns with the offense and and more, you know, more Notable Deshaun Watson more specifically. What do you think you're gonna see out of Deshaun this week? Like, how much do you say it was the weather? How much do you think like it was he played poorly? Like what are your what are your thoughts going into this game on Deshaun? Well, I think he's gonna be under more
3: pressure than he was last week. So even in good weather, I think he's gonna be hurried a lot. First, I think that because uh Conklin is out, we got a rookie going against TJ Watt. Uh, Jed Wills isn't super duper solid on the other side. He is serviceable, but serviceable at best. So I think we're going to be under pressure. So I don't, I don't know. I still think our offense is going to look okay. I think our defense is going to be, you know, what keeps us in the game ultimately. Just like, you know, last week. Um, that's kind of what I'm expecting. I think our defense is going to have a a much bigger role probably. I think our offense is maybe going to be like a
0: twenty. 21 point type of thing but kind of where my head's at right now so for me and Blake I know you weren't on the uh, recap but you know you and I were at the game we we're sitting there and the luckily we weren't with Justin who was getting soaked the whole game and we were not I feel like a lot of those passes that were being thrown low I mean we saw that last year so it was concerning to see some of that come back again but we were listening to post game too and Deshaun made that and again, I, I say like he didn't make it like an excuse. It was just kind of a comment in response to the question, but he talked about how the ball was wet the entire game and it was heavy. And I was like, I, I guess I didn't really think about that, how how heavy the ball would be. You know, you're not used to that. You got your timing down with these receivers on certain throws and routes and things, and
1: it throws things off. So my biggest takeaway from that game, obviously watching it, you're getting frustrated because yeah. the balls are nose diving. Um, but it rained and it never downpoured, but from the time we got to Cleveland, it was just, um, a heavy mist for literally the whole day. And if you looked around the field, like the black track around the stadium, soaked, it was so it was soaked. And if you just looked a few rows down in front of us, the people sitting in front of us, but they were soaked. you know what I mean? The more importantly to me, if you, he made the right reads, the ball was going where it needed to go. And so the longer I, like the longer the week went on and the more I thought about it, I I stopped and I thought, what other quarterback would be held to some crazy standard in a rainstorm where they're like, he's got to complete 80% of his passes and he's got to do this and he's got to be nobody else. And he should be getting, the narrative should be in a rainstorm. He managed to come out and make just enough big throws and then do some stuff with his legs to take us to, to get the offense going. And take us to a win, like yeah nobody else is expected. If we still have Baker and we threw the ball, however many times we threw it, and he was being inaccurate, people would be on Stefanski's ass about how he's not running the ball enough. Why would he call so many pla- pass plays in a rainstorm? But they're just moving the goalposts on him. Like no, nobody expects anybody to go in to a rainstorm where the ball is wet and just and think you're just going to dial it up like you're playing in a dome or you're playing on a. 70-degree perfect day, not a cloud in the sky. Like The dude came out. They said the game plan early was to see if they could throw. So that's why early in the game, like you saw, they wanted to see what, what they could do in the weather. It wasn't going well. Credit Stefanski in the offense. They kind of switched. It went to a way more heavy run. We saw some design Deshaun runs. Nick Chubb started getting super heavy involved. And then Deshaun made just enough throws right before the half in that two-minute drill. He yeah. made four throws on that drive, including the one to DPJ on the Brown sideline over the corner before that's one of the best throws you're gonna see in the league all year. And really? he did it in a in a rainstorm. So people anybody who goes and says Deshaun played poorly, in theory, he played better than every other AFC North quarterback last week. Yes, and I, played better than Burrow? Did you play better than
0: heck, Burrow got excuses all week long for playing in the rain. Oh, well, he was in a rainstorm.
1: So was Deshaun Watson. And then he outplayed Burrow. Like it wasn't even close. I didn't know. I didn't know we closed the roof when the Bengals had the ball, opened it back up when the Brown grade like dry balls out there. I mean, come on. I, I did
2: like, though, how aggressive he was with the legs, with the rushing attack. When he did take off, I liked how aggressive he was. The thing that's nice going into this game, I think if our defense keeps playing like that, Deshaun Watson doesn't have to play out of his mind. He doesn't have to be 20. Right. Deshaun Watson. The thing that's exciting for me is there's a huge chance that you can get that guy. There's no reason this should be a big coming out party for this guy on Monday night. Um and I kind of think he is. I think he'll be play a little bit above average. I think as the season goes on he's just going to keep getting better and better, but we used to talk about hey, if Bakers just okay. We can win games with how our defense was. And then, well, not last year, but you know that was a plan. But I think the similar situation with this year, this defense is so good that he doesn't have to play out. Of, it's just just average. Deshaun can win you a lot of games, I think, in, with this defense.
1: I heard it said. I heard it on uh, TV sometime this week. I forget who said it. Um, it. The Browns' defense and the run game and everything should be so good this year that you don't need Deshaun to be twenty twenty Deshaun for. All sixty minutes of every game, all season, you need him to be that guy a handful of times this year. You know what I mean? To when when the other things aren't going well, and then he can be the the guy who overcomes that. It, but the team as a whole is built so well from the run game to the offensive line to the defense. He doesn't have to be Superman all the time. I expect him to be Superman when called upon. Because that's the type of player he's supposed to be. And that's what we're paying him to be. But a, a good team doesn't need their quarterback to be Superman. You're seeing this with the Bills. They have no run game. They have Josh Allen running around trying to do everything. And what's it? He regressed last year. It didn't look good. Looks like it doesn't look good again this year. You know what I mean? Like th- there's basically kind of like one guy who can do that. And even he, well, he lost week win. one. lost week one in Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a te- it's a team sport. You need we we upgraded to uh to Deshaun because our our former quarterback he wasn't good enough in those spot moments to be the overcomer. You know what I mean? Like we were we would win in spite of him. We need we got Deshaun because when the, those things are going well, then we can lean on him. But we don't have to lean on him for sixty minutes, seventeen
0: games. Right. We don't always need you to go out and be the reason we won every game, but just
1: don't ever be the reason we lost. Yeah. And it might have to be the reason we win. He might have to be the reason we win two or three. Exactly. But not every. That's that's why you make the move for him. Yep. Exactly. Because he can be that kind of player. And and then if, if he can come out and be 2020 Deshaun for every game for the whole well, I mean, then watch out. You know what I mean? Like, sky's the limit for this team. So um we got about eight minutes left uh, i didn't know if you wanted to switch it up talk a little bit about the defense uh sure. i expect the defense so deontay johnson is out did you say somebody else to justin
2: uh anthony mcfarland's out who is i want to say is their number four i believe it's deontay johnson um and then it goes pickett or not pickett pickens uh alan robinson and then mcfarland so you're gonna see and then even in
0: um pickens is was limited on friday so there's a so, chance that maybe he isn't even able to fryer muth came their tight end came out of the game too he had a rib, i think he had like a rib injury yeah
2: yeah he got destroyed he got destroyed on a catch yep but um yeah so they're coming in super banged up um i mean calvin austin is the guy they're probably gonna lean on alan robinson probably is gonna have a, like a huge target share for those guys um if they even have time, I think that the Browns are going to literally just scheme it up and just send all day. I think they're going to be super aggressive. Can did then look like he was comfortable at all last week? Um, and I think we've already said it, but San Francisco Browns kind of have a similar defense where they can be that aggressive. So I think, I think it's going to be a good day for the defense.
0: I think with the pressure that our D-line showed they can generate last week, I mean, it is seriously pick your poison because Kenny pickett holds that ball too long at all he's going down or he's you know fumbling making a bad throw throwing it away something and then if he's pressured into making a quick throw before a receiver is actually open or anything man our secondary is ball hawking you know I mean martin Emerson we we talked about him potentially being like a pro Bowl type of season this year and he already started out that way i mean he is what two and zero? He's got Mike Evans and Jamar Chase like hanging up in his room. He's like, I got these guys; they're mine.
1: Uh, all I came away from that week one game, and I was like, "There's a sneaky chance." Martin Emerson's the best corner on our team. Yes. Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. Denzel haslemus last year for that. Yeah.
2: I'm like, I brought it up, and I took all the heat. You did, and <laughs> I look very, very. I look like maybe I made a Blake Renicker prediction. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I don't want to. Maybe
1: Amaya is gonna get a little big now, but oh, jeez, I, I can't, can't take two of guys. He, um, <laughs> the, we we heard he was played out of position. It was a, what Mississippi State is where he went to college. Am I correct in there? I see. SC- yeah, yeah, and they had him playing a lot of zone, and they the, all the scouts said like this isn't what this guy should be doing. And he's a press man guy. That's where he excels. Um He's like one of the best cornerers in the SEC. Man, yeah. and stuff. Yep. And then, of course, he gets drafted to a defense with Joe Woods where all we're doing is sitting back in zone the whole game. Yep. Um, this defense is catered to the secondary. And we have the elite athletes in the, in the secondary in and Newsom and Ward and, um, and Emerson. And if Thornhill plays, but if not... Grant mm, Delpit. Oh, Grant Delpit. No. It was our highest graded. Grant Thornhill player. Um, we have the guys who can be sticky to these receivers. They only have to be sticky for... Two seconds because our defensive line's getting home. You know, so we don't we can play like a lot of people don't blitz and don't press man the Bengals because Jamar and T. Higgins are so good and Joe Burrow is so good. We have the kind of defense where you can get up on these guys because you don't have to worry about getting beat deep because there's not gonna be time to get beat deep. Because our dude, we're gonna get home. And you saw there are so many different looks Jim Schwartz had like, I mean, Zadarius oboe miles over the center crossing people over like yeah the 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 defense is just i i texted my dad and my brother last week it was like it might have been after miles big sack when they're going for it and then they decided to pull burrow uh-huh. get him out of there for his health mm-hmm. um i texted after that sat and after the we were done the stadium going nuts which is maybe the second loudest i've ever heard it in any game i've ever been to yeah uh it was loud I just texted my dad and brother said this defense is so good, like I might cry. I mean I've never seen a defense like this in Cleveland. It's like watching I mean, we are so physical. We didn't miss tackles. We 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 gave up those little five yard uh routes to the flats and we were like you can do this all day if you want. Cause it, when you catch it at two, you're getting tackled for two. And yeah, and we didn't miss any tackles. Grant Delpit. Oh he looked like two 2000- thousand yes. L S U Grant Delpit. Yeah, I mean yep. If that dude can stay healthy and play free, and he can just be a playmaker back there, you know, I mean, even in coverage, he was great. And he, yeah, man, like the sky is the limit for this defense if they stay healthy. Yeah. It's gonna, uh, it, would you say top ten? Top this is like a top three defense
0: if they stay healthy. Yeah, and if oh my gosh, they play like that week in and week out. The so the only thing with the defense that I thought was a, I saw last week, and it wasn't a huge thing. It was just I felt like Joe Mixon was able to pick up a couple big you know big run not big runs but you know five or six yard runs where it's like ah man like we need to kind of tighten in on that a little bit more I don't think Najee Harris is that kind of running back I don't think he's a gasher he's not going to be able to do anything close to even what Joe Mixon was able to do in the rain last week I don't think but Jalen Warren their backup running back who's a little more he's got more speed and shift to him he would be the only one I'd actually be even a little worried about but just just a little
2: I just took that as I just took away, like, with the mix and runs here and there, you're going to have those, you know Right, I mean? yeah. Like, uh-huh. most part, you're going to have, especially when they're, like, out second and down and stuff like that, you're going to have plays where they're going to get four or five yards. The big thing that I took away is, last year, those were 10, yeah. 11, 12, 13-yard runs. Those were first down-yard runs. At least, uh, you know, going into this year, these were, there was a lot of third and two, a lot of third and three. And then, like Blake said, we just... We didn't play off the ball like we did last year. It was fourth and two. We hit him
1: at two and that was it. Um I um I I think I think if unless something crazy happens, I really feel like the Steelers are gonna have a hard time moving the ball and they're gonna have a hard time scoring. Like the with Matt Canada is their offensive coordinator, I heard this crazy stat. They haven't gone for over four hundred yards of the offense in a game in like years. I think, Josh, you talked about this. Um, every other team in that time frame has done it like at least three or four times. And I think we even talked about the two-year span where the Browns were 1-31 with Deshaun Kaiser as their quarterback. We went for over 400 yards uh, six times. And this team has not gone for over 400 yards of offense with Matt Canada. I think that is a recipe for disaster if you're playing against this defense. Like, I just, I think... I think it basically all comes down to the Browns' offensive tackle play. If Jed Wills and Dewan Jones play well, I'm not going to predict a blowout against the Steelers because they're not the Bengals and we haven't had their number you know, for the last three, four years, and it's the Steelers and it's Monday night football. Um, but man, it, if those two guys win their matchup, it could be a long night for the Steelers. It just, I don't see how they can move the ball on this. I just, I just don't. It. Something would have to go really wrong for us for them to come out
0: and put up a bunch of points. If there was ever a time to flip the script, change the narrative, you know, break some records and, and start a new trend, it's right now. It's right now with this defense, this offense, Jim Schwartz in there, just taking care of business, letting Kevin focus on the offense. This is awesome. It is awesome. Yep.
1: So, well, we said we were going to keep this to a half hour. We're at the thirty-minute mark. I hate jumping off on everybody who's in here, um, but I just want to go back. Stick real quick. I gotta shout out Fatal Gnome.
0: He pledged some some buckaroos, so we could say, woo, wanna know, boys, that 15 and two number one AFC seed coming. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. So far, his record is on track.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh he so before we get out of here, um, I just want to get, first of all, you guys see everybody in the chat with these sweet browns emojis. Those guys are YouTube uh, um members. It's only 99 cents a month. So If you guys like our live shows and you like being in the chat and having the sweet uh, browns and bojis and stuff, for 99 cents a month, you can become a a YouTube member of the channel. And um, we just got to help support the show a lot. It's only 12 bucks a year for you guys. Yeah. Um, It helps us out a lot. So say we just got Chef Brian K. Thank you for becoming a supporter. We appreciate that. So before we get out of here, I just want to go around the table real quick and get prediction for Monday night. We'll start with you, John. Um, give me a score and a winner. I'm going to take the Browns. Oh, uh, I'm going to go
3: 21 to three. Okay.
2: Give me the Brown. <laughs> give me the Browns in the decisive fa- uh, fashion. 31
0: to three. Wow. wow. Okay. I've got Browns 27 to six. Twenty-seven. We do not give. Uh, Neither none of us so far are predicting the Browns give up a touchdown the first two weeks. Because we don't. I am.
1: I love it. I'm worried. I'm worried about the tackle play and what that's going to do to the offense. So I'm going to take Browns seventeen to six. Okay. Hey. I just as long as it's Browns. I really don't care about. Please wait. I think if those guys, if those two guys play well, it could be twenty eight to six. Real quick, does anybody
0: else have more confidence in Dewan Jones than Jed Wells right now?
3: I'm confident and I have the ability to play against a kind of middle of the pack defensive guy. But he if he's going up against an elite, arguably best, you know, defensive end in the league, TJ Watt. It's a good I'm, not,
1: I'm
3: I'm worried, but like I said last week, I'm actually excited too. I yeah, I just want to see what he's got, and I think this is a really good game to see what he's got.
1: Yep. All right. So you guys heard it here. You got the predictions. It actually makes me kind of nervous that we all, anytime one team seems to be the overwhelming favorite and everybody picks them, they lose. So maybe just, I'm going to say Steelers win Yeah. 5. <laughs> that
0: just feels different right now, man. I don't just, know. It just, it feels different than that. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm not wrong about that.
1: Steelers Nation, Australia. So he's from Australia, I, I presume. Uh says Steelers 2423. I just how do you getting one more points? points. Where are they I coming to getting 24 points? No. I I don't I don't see that happening. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm right. I hope you're wrong. And Steelers fan, <laughs> thanks for being in you're cool in the channel now. You can come check us out anytime yeah. you want. Uh so again, thank you to everybody who spent a little bit of their Saturday night here with us. I think this might have been the most people we've ever had watching at one time, which is awesome considering it's a college football Saturday night. Uh, so, again, thank you guys for being here. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys next week when we're talking about, hopefully, a uh, another Browns victory starting 2-0 for the first time since I think I was four years old. So, uh, go Browns, and we'll see you guys next week.